Mike broke his back, so he can't sit down anymore. So yeah. he's a stander for a while. Got everything standing. Oh, nice. Is that what it is? I need to do that. Yeah. 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 How's your back feeling, Mike? It's been a little while since you've been on the show. How you feeling, man? It's been a, it has been a minute. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing new to say. I'll just go back oh, to the well, it's, good. it's a good thing you're coming on here to give us your opinion then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, welcome <laughs> we're, back. Glad, we're glad to have you on, Mike. <laughs> you, just, you just stand just stand there and say nothing, it'll be fine. <laughs> just stand there and look good. <laughs> that's not easy. That's not easy. Are we live? Because I see comments. We are live. Yeah, we're live. All right. Welcome aboard. Hello, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Share the heck out of this awesome podcast where we don't actually give any opinions. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, you just got done finishing up uh, talking with Emily Fraser. Uh, Emily Fraser, how'd that go? It was good. It was informative and a lot of questions. Still got a lot of questions, but we try to tackle what we could and um, – News breaking today of basically a whole tour of, of events that are going to go towards, uh, you know, their ranking system and um, lots of exciting news for the sport of pool, at least the players that are going to be treated like a sport anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's a great it's a great day, man. You know. Well, I'm hoping that uh, I, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, what they're announcing is going to turn into some pretty big things. My favorite is like at, right as you're trying to close it out. All right. So, Emily. You got to give it to us. Is Jeremy going to be coached next year? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I've been trying to get her on since since after the Moscone Cup, and then this, I, you know, I heard about the the rankings coming out and and all that, but I still got a lot of questions for the Moscone Cup that I want to get answered. I know people want to go and hear from her, so um, we're hopefully going to go and try to get her on. I think um, after Derby, but before the Premier League, so that little like two to three week stretch. Listen, I, I mean, it's Jeremy. It's got to be Jeremy's if he wants it. I mean, you would expect. Well, the only other option is: would will they do away with captains completely? Ooh, that might be interesting. But then, who's going to be picking be. Mike? That would be just put five players out there and get them to sort out for themselves. Yeah, wow. player, player captain. Yeah. I well, mean, I guess. It, well, that costs them less, I guess. I mean, theoretically, they could do their new uh, matchroom committee. I mean, if there's one thing I had a problem, like a huge problem with her, uh, as far as her announcements, she was very, very vague. Like, you, I, I have a problem with you being extremely transparent with all the things you're trying to do, except for this committee. Like she, like, and I get it's early on. Maybe that, maybe the people that uh, that they have on the committee, it's not open to being shared or anything like that. But I feel like if you're trying to be transparent and you have a committee named that the committee should be public and they should be held accountable for the things that they're doing or they, yeah, they well, should at least be publicly I, I, known. I don't have like. a problem with it because I don't think it's an official committee. I don't think it's any committee that's really making, well, they're making official decisions. They're, they're helping offer input on, on how to just come up with this 32 for the first 12 months, you know, and you right. weren't going to go too far wrong, no matter who you had helping you. Right. I mean, it's not like, some was going to suggest that, you know, Corey should be in the top 16 or something like that. So um, I, I didn't have a big problem with that. I, I questioned maybe how, how much committee input there really was, but, you know, it's, it's fine with me what they did and what they, you know, the list that they came up with, um, you know, it seemed, it seemed fairly legit to me. 
So um, I didn't. I didn't hear the list. Uh, do you have some names that are on this? Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. you know, you hit, can you post it? I mean, it starts with Albin and Beato. It's got 16 Europeans, uh, two U.S., two Canada, and a remainder Asian. Is what I kind of counted up. And, and these are these are these, these are people whose opinions will be asked for. No, no, no. These are the top thirty-two. That these are thirty-two players. Yeah. Ah, okay. But who was this committee that decided on this? It was uh, Emily said it was her and Nick Teal, and then they had input from a couple other people, promoters or whatever. That they were that they weren't were willing to someone, uh, announce. Did mention name someone yeah. from the uh, WPA. Uh, well, I could see because yeah. if some player may feel some kind of way, then they hear that they're someone they know was on that committee. You know, yeah. like I, w I don't yeah. know if I don't want to go on, you know, air out all their business. You know, and at and the maybe, end of it, uh, I, I, maybe I think the people I themselves requested to be anonymous. Yeah, right. And I, it'll end up being based off of play after yeah. the year's over yeah. with. You know, it's so just that's, a temporary yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's it's really fine. It's you know. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, so, I, I saw the list and whatever position people are in. This time next year, they're going to be in the right spot. So yeah, there you go. As long as they're playing, Jim. As long as they're playing, but that, that's yeah. what I said. I mean, I, I, I saw the last fifteen minutes or so of the uh, of the podcast. It is up to the players now. If you want to be in, you know, you know what you've got to do now. Uh, there's been there's been questions about you know the American players. They didn't really know what they had to do in order to get into the Moscone Cup or how they were going to get invited to the invite uh, to the invitational events like the the Championship League, which is now the, the Premier League, I believe, the Masters and the Moscone Cup. Now you know what you got to do. you got to play. You go and play all the events. You're going to put yourself in a great position to be in one of those spots. And if you don't, then don't don't, don't assume that your name is going to get you a spot. Because uh, Emily was quite clear towards the end of the interview, the rules are the rules. Top three on the ranking are in. doesn't matter who you are. Even if it's Nate. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many... How many events? I mean, maybe we should recap what the announcement was for people who haven't seen what Matchroom put out. Uh, but they announced a list of ranking events, a list of events for the entire year, which included four non-ranking events. Um, I thought through. you would like that, Mike, because there was there, now they're not going to be given weight to I, I did. I, 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 I posted yeah, no, no points. That I love yeah. that they took yeah. the no points for the Masters. The Masters is purely a bonus for the people yeah. who have, are high right. on the ranking. Maybe no points for it. It should be. So I think as far as ranking events, were there 10? Is that what I saw? Um, let me see. I can pull it up just now. I had it there just a second ago. One, two, Wouldn't it be great if we three, had a leader that actually yeah, did ten, something around here? Four, five, ten ranking events, yeah. uh, ten ranking events for the year, and four non-ranking events. Uh, non-ranking events being invitation or points yeah. or events, which is Moscone Cup, uh, World Cup of Pool, Whirlpool Masters, and the uh, Premier League. The, yeah. the rebranded Champions League, yeah. League Pool as Premier and, League Pool. And um, the Euro Tour still has five ranking events as well, so that that uh, keeps the Euro Tour alive. Uh, yeah, the, that, that did that surprise you, Jim? Um, I had heard rumours that they weren't going to get any sort of uh, points for the Euro Tour. That it wouldn't be. That's when it was talked about purely as Moscone ranking points. There was rumours that they weren't, and I was I was a little bit worried that the Euro Tour would just die and become more of an amateur uh, tour that would maybe be a feeder. Um, but now that it's not so much just Moscone Cup. Uh, ranking points. It's a proper ranking. Um, it's good that the Euro Tour. I'm, I'm glad the Euro Tour have got five other events 
are still in the ranking calendar. So that's uh, that's good for them. Yeah, it's good for the players as well. Because I mean, a, lot, a big amount of the players do enjoy playing the Euro Tours. You know. Um, so yeah. The- the part that I liked is that she also said they were going to be promoting their events too. So it's like on their yes. platforms, if it's going to be a part of their system, they'll be able to go and, and promote it on you know yes. their socials and all that. So I, I think all around it's people that are going to be working together, uh, helping to go and support one another. The players have to go and be on board if they want to go and play at, at these prestigious events uh, like Invitationals or Moscone Cup, etc. They have to be traveling. They have to be going places, and they're going to be hopefully funneling all the top players to all these events all over the world, which is what we want. You know, if you're in Europe, you want to see all the best players in the world go and compete. If they end up at some point, including the Texas Open, I'd love to see all the best players in the states and abroad going and and showing up in Round Rock. You know, it's it's I I just I love it all the way around, and I think it's a good start. If you look at this list, it's an entire year of of tournaments. You've got. You've got January, you've got two in February, you've got April, you've got three in May, you've got two in June, you've got August, October, three in November, and then you've got the Moscone in December. It's an yeah. entire year for these players that, 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 you know, playing proper, proper tournaments. You know, I mean, it's going to be a lot of traveling uh, for for players from uh, Asia or from even from the States. But there's, there's plenty of money there to be won, you know, and they're, they're, they're grouped in nicely where, you know, you, you'll get in two or three events in one trip. And um, yeah, I, I, I like it, and yeah, and I, and I like that, like you said, that you know, Matchroom are, are, are they're not just going to feed off the other tours; they're actually going to promote the other tours as well. You know, so it's you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. They're both going to everybody's going to benefit from this, not just one, not just one player is going to benefit from this. Now, not just one group. Everybody should be benefiting from it. So uh, I like it. Yeah. Now let's just stop. Let's just hope that the U.S. the U.S. tours keep up their side of the bargain because in the in the past, at, at least for the last 15, 20 years, I mean the U.S. the U.S. tours slash you know promoters have not worked together at all. In fact, they've they've usually worked against each other, trying to you know we talked about this last time booking over people's events on purpose on not on purpose. I mean the U.S. has literally worked to to just try to destroy each other as much as they've spent trying to help themselves and. Well, I think you got a lot of dinosaurs going and running things. Yes, you know? well, I, think I think I think these people will uh, these people will be faded out uh, yeah, gradually, gradually or some of them very very quickly over time because this is no longer about the U.S. Uh, the the U.S. pool scene against the uh, the European pool scene against the Asian pool scene. This is everybody now getting together and it's going to be a world pool scene. So you either get on board with it or you're going to end up getting beaten out of it basically, and you'll just you'll fade away into nothing you you can't they, they if you want to be part of this and you want to be in the big picture for the pool scene in the world you have to you 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 can't be looking just within your own uh circle you've got to be looking out and looking at it as, as one big uh promotional opportunity here because you won't survive against these big players against predator and match they, they've obviously they're hand in hand now you know and they're bringing other people in like the euro tour you want to go in there as a as, as a as a small conglomerate or a small union and try and fight against these guys when they're all on the same page and they're all wanting to do the same thing. You're not going to win against that, you know. So you might as well get on board or just disappear. To be honest. And I will say on top of that, uh, you know, I think this is a this is an interesting comment here by Eric Croft. I think it's a great idea, but the U.S. players that have jobs and can't afford to spend time in Europe. I mean, I, I don't have much. 
I mean, the European the European players find a way to come here for three, four, five months at a time, and they're hop, you know, they're jumping in cars with their buddies all from, across the know, country. They are jumping in cars. Like you, you look at uh, you, you pay attention to Mario He's pay, uh, Facebook page, and you got Alex Kazakis, Mario He, Dennis Graba, and Wojtek, uh, or in uh, um, uh, uh, Victor Zelinsky jumping in a car together, and they're just well, no, it wasn't Victor, it was uh, Oliver, Oliver Slomaki, just jumping yeah. in a car, and they're driving all over the place. They're driving, they went from Atlantic City to Ohio, down to South Carolina, back up to Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's that's it, right? I mean the well, European players have a way; ha, they find ways to make it happen, and in a in an affordable way. And the U.S. players just don't show up to anything. So I mean, it, it, it you can do it. It might be not even an event in their backyard, it. man. Exactly. You know. Yeah. To, at the yeah, end exactly. of the day, it's the same with anything. You look at snooker. There's a bit more money in snooker now, but previously in snooker, you had players that that they. They were borrowing money, you know, they were borrowing money in order to pay for themselves to, to play a, a full season on the tour. And then they'd make a, de a decision, is this financially viable for me? And if it was, they'd keep working, they'd keep playing. If it wasn't, they went and got another job. So my advice to those players was, if you think you can hack it and you think you're good enough, get the sponsorships, clean up your ideas, you know, get the sponsorships, get the money together, do whatever you need to do, do it for a year. If you can't handle it and you can't do it, then... Don't take a fifty percent job and fifty percent pool. Go get another. Go get a proper job and play pool on the weekend. Simple as that. It's not for you. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. This is the way it should be now. You're either good enough to be an elite player and be on the pro tour, or you're not good enough. Yep. And I'll speaking of getting money together, I'll one second. Speaking of getting money together, Eves Day, Eves. Thank you very much for the stars. And Mika Imminent, thank you very much for the stars. We are Mika. collecting money here. Mika, Mika Imminent sent. A star a star from yeah, Mika Imminent must be worth at least a hundred stars from anybody else, surely. Keep that star. Man, I got keep that star and get them to sign it. It'll be worth a fortune <laughs> in a few years. <laughs> All right, go yeah. ahead, Mike. Sorry, I I just no, had you know you no, gotta give shout outs for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I get it. Um here's what I'm gonna say about American players traveling abroad. And I look at this, and, and you have to start someplace, and I get all that. And this is not a criticism. But there are five Euro Tour events, and there's two U.S. events. So U.S. players are being expected to go play in Euro Tour events. Now, the other side of this is that it's not a point system. It's based on money, right? Is that right, Mike? Uh, I believe so. It's based it's on based money. based off of how much money you okay. make. Yeah. So, now it doesn't really benefit you, though, because the Euro Tour doesn't hardly pay anything. Right, so the Euro Tour hardly pays anything. So, so what does it matter? You really don't. You really don't gain much from going and playing in a Euro Tour, anyway. So, my question before that I that I posted, and it never really got brought up, which is fine, is would would Matchroom consider a U.S. ranking event that's run at the same time as a Euro Tour event? Now, I'm not saying run at the same time as the U.S. as the U.K. Open or one of their major right. or gold ribbon or blue ribbon events. But a Euro Tour event would you? A Euro Tour event, it would make sense. I don't because you'd get a lot of uh, American promoters trying to get their events into this system, and it's not going to take too many more promoters before this calendar is too packed up to be manageable, right? So you know what's the where's this is the what I said last week. 
Whereas well, the there's going is, to be a lot of cleaning up in this. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cleaning but, up. And we saw it at the Iron City Classic this weekend. That I do not believe that that event will be around in two years. Which but event? something will fill its place that's better. The Iron City Classic. Something well, like that. No, I mean, because you're be, still going to have regional system. players that are going to want to go and play and not want to go and play as a big a feeder system, ball yes. events. That's what yeah. I'm saying. As a feeder Hold system, it'll exist. If you look at the scheduling for 2022, okay, the the first um, uh, the first uh, Euro Tour is the 26th to the 28th of February. The next weekend after that is the World Pool Masters. Uh, is the World Championship? Sorry. So if you're coming to the World Championships as an American player, you want you would like to have an event beforehand that you can get into stroke, no? So For why sure. wouldn't you, why wouldn't you then go to that Euro Tour? So you go to that Euro Tour first, then you have the World Championships straight on after it. You know, so it makes sense to combine combine those two. Yeah. Well, the, the world championship is a month and a half after that Euro Tour event. Oh yeah, sorry, I've looked at April. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Okay. The two sorry, that are yeah. close to the two okay. that are close to each other are Treviso and the no, world. You've got, okay, you've got, no, sorry, you've got okay, you've got no, sorry, you've got the Premier League pool. You've got the Premier League. Let's assume Skyler and Shane are getting a a, a a shot at the the Premier League. You would expect on the first edition 2022, they both get an invite. So you've, so you've got after that, sorry, after the Premier League, you've got a Euro Tour that they could go to. The second Euro Tour is just before uh, the Masters. Again, Sky and Shane, maybe a third American player gets an invite to the Masters, you don't know. So you've got a, you, technically, Skyler and Shane, they could go and play that Euro Tour. Be a nice warm up for the World Pool Masters. Then on the, after the World Cup of Pool, there's a Euro Tour the weekend after that. So, you know, World Cup of Pool, whoever that is for the United States. You've got a Euro Tour after it, so pretty much all of them can be combined with another event, and that's what you want. You want to be if you're going to be doing that amount of travel, you want to have multiple events that you're playing in. Rather, but, than yeah, but there's a, there's also room in there for a promoter to go and step in and say, "I'm going to go in and put on this, you know, yeah. somewhat decent out of money event in that exactly. in that week of, of, of downtime." Yeah. Those guys, wherever these Euro wherever these Euro Tours are getting played, if somebody from that country decides, "Hey, I've got a load of players over here that are in transit between these two events." I'll put on a big event in my own pool hall or my own wherever. There's, there's an opportunity like, there for 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 for. There's a whole block of time in in yeah. in all of March before the World Pool Championships for yeah. how, whoever the hell wants to in Europe to go and put on event after event after event. And the same yeah. way that Europeans are coming over here now to play exactly. in the Tucson Open before Derby and everything else leading up to Derby City. They could essentially do the same thing in Europe leading up to the World Pool Championship. And, and, and they'd that, be foolish not to. That would be that would be my advice for all for, for, for the for the tournaments over in Europe, like the uh, the French Open, uh, the 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 Benelux Open, the um you've got the tournament in Ostend in Belgium that happens, the Stella Artois. You've got a whole load of tournaments that are on the scheduled calendar. They should be looking at this schedule now and saying, hold on a minute. If I stick it in, in that weekend in between these two. The chances are I'm going to get all these big names coming to my tournament, and you know, so to all these promoters out there, the guys that are they're doing their own tournaments within Europe, have a look at this schedule and find a date in there because there's opportunities in there to really have a big event to, to really fill up well, the big names. And you Mike, can Mike am I wrong? Am, am I wrong in saying that Omega Mike created the uh, the Omega Open basically because there was a void there and he saw it and wanted to create something? Like, isn't that the reason? Like, he, he created it kind of like on like short notice, like a couple months, because there was a void. What, is that not? Am I wrong there? I'm not sure. I mean, there was a number of different factors. I mean, maybe that was one of them. I, I really haven't asked Mike. Well, that, there was nothing honest, going on but, that weekend. I know that. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a I free was weekend while, while, while everyone's yeah. going to go and, and be here in the States. But that's the good thing is that they were able to go and communicate and work with other guys and not go and over schedule and, you know, work together. Like when Emily said, you know, I've reached out to uh, Turning Stone and Zuglin and he pretty much shot it down. That's that, those are the kind those yeah those are the kind of attitudes that are gonna can't imagine a, why can't imagine why he hates you why does he hate you so much right <clears throat> oh well I mean not me well yeah me too now but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it's just the, these kind of outdated attitudes are what's gonna need to change in order yeah. for things to go and grow and you now it to start it's with. not there's a yeah, lot of dinosaurs a, it's not a matter of just talking about it I mean, and it's not a perfect system hopefully it'll go and work itself out as years go and progress but. It's a hell of a start, man, and it's something to be optimistic about. Hopefully, yeah. these old school players are going to be a little more open minded because all I've heard for the last ten years is skepticism and doubts and negativity, and it'll never work. We've heard it all before, or it's still going to be the same OBS. I mean, I'm, I like, I like where they're going, and I think it's a hell of a, a, a great start. I do. I think people people need to start listening to a different group of people. They need to stop listening to the people that they've been listening to. For the last uh, 20 years and they still need to start listening and, a, new, a new generation of, of 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 people yeah. who hope folk that are, that are invested in this are, that are trying to do something proper yeah um one thing that i do love about it is that she also said that it's not set in stone so they're still open for this year if american promoters want to that that fill you know that can go and meet those requirements want to go and and uh put on an event that they're open to go and add it in Oh, Nate, you I guess we're uh, <laughs> well. We're, we're talking about a lot of things that really are exciting. I mean, at the end of the day, we're 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 trying to like come up with ideas in our own head that are going to make all of this work and make it all you know a, a booming success. And how great is it that we get to talk about how we're going to manage all these like crazy awesome events and the players are you know how, we would it surprise any of you to see Dennis Hatch come out of retirement or? Maybe even like a, a player like Mike DeShane. Yeah, Mike's been playing a little bit recently too, but you know, maybe uh, you know, Shane McMinn starts traveling around. I don't think Shane will, but um Oscar start we see more of Oscar. Like why now that there's actually clear things in mind, I mean, I think it's possible we see these players again. What I'd like to see, I'd really like to see somebody come so, somebody grab a, a group of the youth players, the up and coming players from the US and say, listen, we're going to fund you, we're going to get you, we're going to give you, a, put you through this for a whole year. I'm going to, we're going to find out within the next 12 months whether or not you've got what it takes to actually make a career out of There'll this. There'll be more like Justin Martins that are going to be out there hitting the road, you know. This is and, what I want to see. Grinding their teeth and paying their dues. Yeah. And Shane Wolford. Working their, because, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I hope they do. Is, this is what the young Maybe European players are told. The young European players are told. At some stage, you've got to go to the U.S. At some stage, you've got to go to the U.S. You've got to do a four-week tour, and you've got to go over there. You've got to gamble. You've got to get in action. You've got to get in all these tournaments. You've got to you've got to go over there and put yourself in in, in outside your comfort zone, you know. And this is what the U.S. players need to be doing as well. I think There's, the Justin Martin's well, perfect. The example. U.S. players, you find out you'll find out exactly how good this kid is if you stick him on this tour for a year and see where he ends up. Well. The U.S. is told the same thing, but instead of it being you need to go to a four-year tour of the U.S., you need to go to a four-year tour of the Philippines. That was almost yeah. like a rite of passage yeah. for the all of the American well. players yeah. and the, the European players as well. Players as well. Yeah. yeah, That's like the rite of passage. Like You're not yeah. going to be a good player. You're not going to be a great player. You're not going to be a world-class player until you spend four months in the Philippines or four weeks yeah. in the Philippines. That's like, I, that's like kind of 
and they've all that's done it. it. I mean, all, that's how you get started. Guys have done it. Yeah. All the top guys have done it. So every one of them. Yeah, somebody every get behind these, these young up and comers in the USA, and and, and and let's see what they've got. But every time, every time Maxim or Emily comes on, on something, there's, this. A, there's something new. European Open being announced as well. I don't think we discussed that. European Open in November, another event. Yeah, she, Emily, just like so casually dropped that, and I, I like I've known, I've known this news. I've known this news for like seven months right now, and like she just casually dropped it. I'm like, yeah. just another event. I, yeah. <laughs> I've been biting my. I've been biting my tongue on this because I know I know what happens when you announce their stuff when when you're not supposed to. I've been biting my tongue on the European Championship it. for a long time. <laughs> Did she announce it today? What do you want me to do? She said, "Yeah, no." They're, look, they're looking. They're looking at doing That's the European. Huge. Yeah. Well, is it? Is it on there now? Yeah. 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 It's on there. Mm-hmm. It's on the list. Yeah. That's the only reason I said it. I wouldn't I, say it if it wasn't on the list. Well, yeah, I, I know Germany, they were looking at. Uh, I believe August for that, right? I, I believe it was in August. Two hundred thousand dollars in added money. Crazy, yeah. $200,000 event. Oh, yeah. But do we have locations for all these events? Do we know where it's going to be held? The European Open. Well, well, this one was in Germany. Germany. We don't know where, but I don't care. If it's Germany in November, I'm there. Well, if it's Germany, I'm playing it. (laughs) 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 If it's Germany, I'm going to play it. Oh, Mike's there. Uh, Germany. Mike, you want to go to Oktoberfest? Not in November. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but after Oktoberfest, you go to Europe. There for a month. <laughs> no, I, I think Oktoberfest. September. Oh, it August, starts in September, September, but it finishes yeah. through. It finishes through October. I think it, when I went there, I think it started on. Well, I was there for the opening day ceremonies, and I want to say it was like September twenty eighth is when it started. But it went all the way to like November fourteenth or fifteenth or something like that. No, no, I'm all I'm all for that. So here's a question: We can catch like the last that. few days. How long is it going to be before Emily regrets? becoming the de facto calendar person for the Whirlpool Tour. Getting all I mean, the calls about who's stepping on whose event and who's going to get an event on which dates and whose event's got to move. That's what well, she's just going to put herself in place of now. Well, the Americans, are, the Americans are like, they don't, they don't like call you and like try to plan things, right? Because everything's about sabotage to us. So like, is yeah. it really going to be like, she's only going to be getting from the European side and the ones that, uh, you know, everybody else just sits back and like blast each other on Facebook in the US. Like there's, there's no organization. They just sit around and blast each other on Facebook. That's, that's, that's our MO. Just for people wanting years. to have events and people wanting to do events and wanting certain dates and getting filled into calendars and, and Mantrum's notorious for moving their dates or times you know sometimes so it's just kind of it's it's you know i just think she's she's opened up a can of herself that she's going to have to pawn off on somebody else in her office pretty quickly well i mean like i would say this will go and jump on board with them from the beginning or early on so it's like get in now because there's opportunities right now so don't go and complain in a year from now whenever that calendar is going and being booked and all the best players you know where they're going to be at you get in now but really i mean look at the american calendar how many like Emily talked a little bit about the criteria that you have to follow to be uh, basically blessed by the matchroom, right? How many actually fit that criteria? I mean, how many nine ball events are there that are matchroom format? I, the International I, I, Open, I, even even the I, International I Open, isn't it? I mean, if, if all you had to do is come up with a $45,000 total purse to match a Euro Tour, how hard is it? But nine balls, nine ball. The only thing that changes is the, is the break in the rack. I mean, yeah. who cares? I mean, it's nine ball. Well, no, but they're but, but they're on, very on strict on the format. It, it has to it has to be the right format too. Like you can't just start throwing together all the different things that you want to have in there. It has to follow like a set of like nine or ten different things. That this has to be 
like this. It has to be the match room style formats. It can't yeah, be. It has to be. It has to know, be the game. Be, it has, it, it it has, has to be the game. Ball played on yeah. a nine foot table. Other than that, it yeah. doesn't really matter, does it? No, it's 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 more than no, it's more than that. It, no, it's I, think, a lot I mean, it technically is, but it's really yes, it not. Is. So because no, it's, simple. It, it's keep no, it as simple as possible. The the basis of it is, what? it has to be nine ball on a nine foot table. You know, and, and of course, well, the added money. I mean, there's other if if you're gonna still be like a ten thousand dollar added event, you know, then that's that's all fine and dandy. But it's well, you're not gonna go and get the get a ranking based off of being a, a bar table event. Has to be yeah. nine ball, big table. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm on the executive board of the NBL, and there was a discussions with the NBL as to whether or not they were gonna join this tour. And I I know from behind the scenes how much things have to be correct for them to endorse your tournament. So it's not just nine foot, nine ball. It, it's no, more I than mean, that. It, but it that's is, I'm the, telling that, But fundamentally, that's the biggest hurdle for American events because right. majority yes. of these decent yes. added money events are all going to be on bar tables. Look at this past weekend. Yes. You know, more American players were there at Iron City versus being at Turning Stone. I, I mean, like top American players anyway. Yep. Yeah, and, it, yep. and what she did say was that the first year, it's not going to be has to be nine ball on the spot. It's not going to be, has to be four inch pockets. That's going to right. come over time. So the first year really is kind of, if you've got nine foot tables and a little bit of, you know, some decent added prize money, um, you know, obviously they're not structuring the format to their own because Derby city blows every format out of the, out of the water as far as being unconventional. So, um, so this first year, there's wiggle room to get to get involved, to get things rolling. There is one uh, year, yes. Yeah. And, she, and she even discussed that, too. She was like, you know, we're going to let the international open and we're going to let, you know, we're going to we're going to test it for a year and, you know, try to get all these, you know, work with them from within than rather from the outside. But she hinted that, like, the international open is not up to snuff with their format. I mean, she hinted at that. And she said during the interview, like, you know, we're going to let it go for a year because it's easier to work from within than it is, you know, throwing stones from across the river. But like even the international open theoretically does not fit their, their scheduling. So, I mean, that's like the staple of nine ball pool outside if of match. You want to have all the major players from across the globe, go and be at your event. They're pretty much telling you what you need to do. You know, these yeah. are the rules you got to yeah. go and play by, you know, yeah. because they have to standardize it. They have to standardize it. Nine ball is so bastardized from like the way that we consume it. Like you, when you look at these, like remember the last time uh, Shane and Dennis played, they had this, they had the poster and then they had like this much things in fine print down below of like what they're doing. They're nine ball, three point rule, nine but on the spot, what, know, four I mean. inch boxes. <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's, I mean, it's, very, it's very simple. Nine ball is a very simple game. If you've got, a list of, if, you've got if you've got a list of rules and you're playing nine ball, you're doing it wrong. It's as simple as that. You rack them, you stick them in a, in a diamond, you give them a smack, and you put the one at the nine, or you play a cop, whatever. It's 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 very simple, you know. I yeah. I'm just 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 watching Tongue and Stone. Perfect. That for me is 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 is, is as good. Oh, a nine I don't want to see guys go and rack for your opponent. You can't go rack for your opponent. You want to have a proper, you want to perform professional tournaments. Then it's a, a referee that's racking. That's Player, something. Players should as never far be as the rules go, as far as the rules go, hand racked, smack them, get on with it. Simple. That's nine ball. Yeah. Players should I'm never, ever, 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 ever be touching a rack ever again in their career. I mean, unless you're playing some like bar tournament. Not yes. as a professional sport. As a professional sport, no, they shouldn't. But yes, yeah. uh, players should never be touching a rack ever again. 
I, I mean, and, it, and, 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 I be, and I believe at Turningstone they, they had said we will we will provide you with somebody to rack the balls for you. You just have to pay them fifty dollars. And uh, yeah, don't know if anyone took them. How crazy of a request is that for fifty dollars? Yeah, going rack the balls for fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fifty bucks. I'd rack them for money. <laughs> I've done a lot worse. I've done a lot worse for fifty dollars. I'll tell you that, boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and a lot looser as well. As we transition to the Manscaped ad. <laughs> yeah, well, we are going to have to do an ad for that. So, uh, Oh, we'll, Manscaped. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about one more topic first before we get into it. Is there anything else we want to discuss as far as the uh, the Matchroom stuff? That I think it, I mean, it's I, I personally think it's exciting stuff. I mean, yeah, Matchroom is it. taking us to the next level. And, you know, isn't it amazing? Like, let me ask you guys this, because uh, especially Pinozo and uh, Molina Mike, because I think you guys really are plugged into U.S. pool more so than Jim. Where are all the matchroom haters at? Where have oh, they boy. been? I mean, they're, they're still there. Don't get me wrong, but they are dying out seemingly really fast. I'm not seeing hardly any hatred anymore over them. Oh, I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. I see, I see, I see of, it on social media. After the Moscone Cup. After the Moscone Cup. <laughs> But no, now we're nitpicking, right? We're not. We're not no longer saying boycott matchroom, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong. I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it nearly as much. They're sitting in the background waiting for their opportunity. <laughs> what do you say, Mike? Right. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's still nitpickers. People are gonna. I mean, we nitpick. We talk about you know things uh, with this with these events and what's what. What about this? And you know, play devil's advocate and that type of thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the flat out haters, you know, just brush them aside. I, I don't I don't really notice whether they're there or not anymore because I, I don't spend any time on them. So, um, you know, just there's there's people out there who I'm sure spend all their time online bad mouthing the NFL and Major League Baseball and the NBA. And, you know, it's just that's the way the world is. So you just do the best you can. You move on. I, I applaud, you know, Matchroom for taking the bull by the horns. Um on this and saying, okay, you know, we've kind of waited a few years for people to kind of jump on board and let's develop this system of smaller tournaments leading up to the big tournaments and yada, yada, yada. And now they said, you know what, we just got to grab it and do it ourselves. And that's what they're doing. Um, you know, they, you know, they basically become the WPA. I mean, I, I think it's really funny how all the logos, and everything had the WPA stamp on it. WPA hasn't released anything about this. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's and that's fine. I've you know, I wrote a couple months ago. I think they should essentially adopt the WPA, put them in an office down the street like they do with the WPBSA and and, you know, let's work together and figure out a structure for the international federations to supply their players and fund their players to go to these events. But we're going to we're going to set the tour up. We're going to set the events up. We're going to set the structure of it up, the point system of it up and just come along for the ride. No problem with that. All for it. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I'm still. I, I think I said this like a year ago. I'm still waiting, and this is an open invitation. I am ready for whenever somebody point me to what something, or somebody point me to anything WPA has done in the last like two years. I, I mean, I I hate the WPA. I'm waiting for anyone to show me one thing that they've done for this industry besides the regulations they put in a long time ago. It says you got to have blah, 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 added to your events and it's got to be ran this way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Show me one thing that they're actually doing to try to grow the game in the last two years. And I'll, I'll never say another word about the WPA. I don't know about the last two years. I mean, listen, I, I've bitched about the WPA for a million years, but I've also said a million times too, they're necessary evil. They're necessary to have. I'd like to see someone take it over and run it better, 
Uh, and but, do something. <laughs> but, well, they don't even have to do something. All they have to do is make sure that there's an international organization of international federations that belong to a, uh, an IOC-based group, which adds legitimacy and which, which allows countries to fund their athletes, to put pool into their national sports programs, to do this different things like that. Not in the U.S., but in a lot of other countries, this is important. So you need you need a set, organized, recognized structure to do that. Something recognized by international structures like the IOC. So you need to have WPA. It needs to be run better. It needs to be funded by someone a little bit so that there's some office structure and they can do things. But the WPA isn't supposed to run tournaments. You know, they're just supposed to keep the federations together. The IOC doesn't run tournaments. So it's it's have these national federations that you know add some structure some learning structure to the game some you know national teams whatever it is you know there's a lot of people who rely on their national federations and pool to be able to go from one event to another like yeah he doesn't come to these events if it's a wpa event they pay his way to go to it without a wpa there's no there's no singapore pool federation because there's no need to have it so there's it's a necessary thing it just needs to be run better and there's plenty of haters out there. Well, <laughs> there's a ton. I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, and, and I agree with what you say. I think that they need to happen. I, I, I just don't see. I just don't see the benefit of having them besides the the policies that they have in place. It's a lot like the BCA. Like I have a huge problem with the BCA in the U.S. too. I mean, they want to be. It's like they want to have the. And I look at the BCA and the WPA as the same exact thing. They want to have the power. They want to have the control, but they don't want to do anything with it. They don't want to work on the on the inside to actually try to grow the game. They just want to have their power and then sit back and seemingly do nothing with it. Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm very ill-informed on that. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. But that, for me, from the outside looking in, it just doesn't seem like either one of them wants to do anything with the power that they demand having. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No argument. It's, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean... Any thoughts on that, guys? No, I mean, Mike pretty much hit the nail on the head, yeah. you know, it, it, like the premise of it, I get, you know, and if you want to be taken seriously and with credibility, then you need to have a, a governing body. Now, as far as are they living up to, you know, what they ought to be doing or maybe they should be doing more, I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of shortcomings. And if they want to be the governing body, then maybe they need to be, the you know, in front of the sport a lot more than what they are, because frankly, they're just not. That's all about funding. They don't have it. So yeah. they sit around and they, they, they're real IOC-like with their general assemblies and their extraordinary meetings and all these weird things that they do that are, that are all, you know, Robert's rules and comp and circumstance and that crap. But they don't have the wherewithal to, to move the needle, to make things happen. And so it's the same with the BCA when it comes to the play side of pool. They don't have the, the, the resources to do what, we want them to do for us. Well, so if you're playing Monopoly and you're failing, then you got to go and start over and with someone else better that, play, playing the game. Yeah. Absolutely. It needs to be, you know, overhauled. The BCA needs to be overhauled, you know, when it comes to the play side of pool. WPA needs to be overhauled, but they're, but they're necessary structures for what's become yeah. an international global game. You have to have them. They just have to be structured better and run better and funded better. 
And and that's something that I think Matrim can do. I think Matrim basically did that, taking over Snooker with the WPBSA. Well, they're going to put a lot more heat on their ass if they end up elevating pool to where they hope it will be in the next, let's say, five years or ten years. No doubt about you it. Know? And that's exactly like you said. That's exactly what Barry Hearn did with, with with snooker. He just bought. He just bought the game basically and said, "Right, but he, but he, didn't, but he didn't buy the association. No, he bought, he bought the tour. So yep. we're going to run the tournaments." And, and he's even said, "I don't want to determine who gets no. fined for something or who's no. in good standing. What I don't care about that. I, I run tournaments. We're event yep. producers. We're going to yep. promote events and, and make our money that way. You guys do what you, you know. Jason Ferguson, you sit over here and do what you're supposed to do, and we'll." You know, fund your office and your secretary, yep. whatever, whatever it is that you have to do. Just but stay out of the way, basically. Someone, <laughs> someone has to yes, Someone has to do that uh, because it's necessary on an international basis with all yep. international federations and governments and things like that. So you have to have that structure. I would like to see Matchroom take over that structure, let it run separately, but make sure it runs like a business. Yeah, correct. As they've done before. I, so why not? I bet they do. In the long. Yeah, term. I think. I think that. I think that's that's. The future, that's where it ends up going yeah. in the end, I think. That's what it looks um, like anyway. And that's where you want it to be. Um, and that's why the next few years are are, 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 are crucial for the sport. You know, and Jim, and, uh, Jim so you can be WPA president when Matchroom takes it over. Anybody could be. <laughs> yes. Well, the, but really, anybody could be because an organization like the WPA, it's, it's something that's in the background that, like you said, is necessary, but you shouldn't really hear much from them. It should just be like this, this, you know, you know it's there, but you never hear about it. You never hear from it. There's no need for it to get involved in anything because events are getting run properly. There's no need to for them to, to put their foot down and do anything. And they're just there because they're needed to be there. And like you said, it's a little office somewhere. There's a couple of guys that maybe just do a bit of paperwork or whatever the other occasionally. And they make sure that everything is, is going the way it should be going. And you really don't hear anything from them. No barking. It's like, it's like a good referee in a soccer game. A good referee in a soccer game, you don't even notice that he's on the pitch. But he's got everything under control. That's how I see the the, Not the in a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's somebody, somebody who's overseeing and make sure everything's been done correctly, but they're not the big deal, you know. Yeah, I, I will. I will say this. I, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. Because like right now, right now, the only time we ever hear from the WPA is when Billy's getting banned, Mario he's getting banned, or they're asking for money from some promoter. Right. I mean, right now, that's the only. If you're gonna like. I look at the WPA as like very similar to what we need from like the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, uh, Premier League Soccer. They should be just as involved with promoting the sport as they are in actually over like governing it, right? Like the end, the NFL doesn't just sit back and like every now and then they'll make an announcement. They're fully fledged involved in the promotion and the 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 branding of what's actually going on. Why can't the WPA? be more involved with actually helping the sport grow. And, and I guess, like Mike said, it's it's about funding, right? But the, but the idea is it doesn't take any funding for somebody to run a social media account and, you know, promote the, you know, I'm sure Turning Stone is a part of WPA. Why aren't they online with a, a Facebook account or their social media sure, promoting sure. the their events and, and going on and being like, hey, the next, next uh, WPA sanctioned event is the Turning Stone Classic. It is in upstate New York on these dates. Here's how you sign up. Here's how you can watch the stream. Here's how everything that you can do about it. Help promote them and make that a great event. After that, the next event, these are right after, you know, these are the results of it. You know, Jason Shaw is your turning stone classic champion for the seventh time and blah, 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 blah. The NFL goes on and does all of these things to help promote the sport. And WPA just sits back and the only time you ever hear them is when they want money or if they're banning a pool player. That's it. Well, the, 
the thing on that is that, you know, it's marketing takes money too. So you have to have a full-time marketing person. And WPA should have a full-time marketing office, no doubt about it. But the WPA is not the NFL. we got to look things differently. The NFL is a for-profit association that makes more money than, than we even know exists. So the, the, the WPA is more of the IOC. Okay. They're not, they're not running a league. They're not, they're, they're getting the world together as federations and countries and organizations to promote sport. Okay. So the WPA is like the mini IOC when it comes to pool. So again, it just needs funding to be able to do what it needs to do. I mean, marketing takes funding. Um, even if it's just one person in an office in Bristol, um, it, it takes funding. And that's what they, that's what they need to do. Um, and, and they should promote the game. They should promote the sport for sure. But their main, their main function is to link the world together for the sport. And, and that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, little nuance that goes into that with dealing with but then what the hell have they done i mean they're not going and and letting us know you know this is what the 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 polish players need to go and do to go and make the world cup of pool or this is what you know the philippine players need to go and do in order to go and play this event or that like what are they doing in regards to coordinating with those or with with those federations well that's that would be matrims you know, that would be very to go to the Philippines Federation and say, who are your two top players for the World Cup of Pool? Imagine no, they'll go to the side, it's going to be Roberto Gomez and 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 Johan Schur. Or so, right, but then my point is, what is it that they're doing in, with those federations then? They should be doing that. They should be yeah. serving that function, for sure. But but yeah. but Matchroom is an event promoter, and they don't. Right. You know, no, they, I mean, I was just more using that as an that. example. You know, I'm just, like in other words, I would just rather maybe we quit dogging them so much if we knew what the hell they were actually doing. I mean, if you're saying that they're going to working with these federations, yeah, I, I still don't know what they're doing. Do. What exactly? What are they doing with these right. federations? Because you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's so a future they, podcast. We get we get a representative for the WPA say, on your next your next podcast. Got to be with Ian Anderson. Yeah, Ian Anderson on you. Yeah, why not? Invite him. Yeah. So listen, let's find out. Oh, I'm sure if he watches this, he'd love to go and come on, boys. Yeah, well, no, listen, listen. Either that or he's never responded to anything. Listen, we've heard what Emily Fraser's vision is for the future. Uh, Ed Ladawi, we get him on. What's your vision for the future? Uh, And uh, Ian Anderson, what's the WPA's vision for the future? Where do you see it going? You know, yeah. Can we get some from BCA too? Sure. Yeah, if they can speak English. Well. Yeah, we'll just get banned from every every formal federation organizer. <laughs> get banned everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, look, I, I don't at this point. Like, I don't care because if, if what I see is I I do not see I see Matchroom moving this industry straight up, and what I see is a lot of like you said, well, dinosaurs. They got tired of a lot of willing to change. Nothing happening. I'm tired of seeing exactly. things not There's going. A lot change. of dinosaurs. And and all we got to do. All we got to do is hitch our wagon to Matchroom, and I don't care about WPA if they continue to not want to do anything. They don't have funding, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about BCA. I don't care about any of those things because Matchroom, we've seen with this right here that they are willing to do what they need to do to move the industry forward, even if everybody else is unwilling to help them. And I mean, as long as as long as we're still working with Matchroom at the end of this, like I Matt, WPA will either get on board or they'll Look, go bye bye. And something Mike said will it. Fill it's they're place. an it has promoter. Well, you can't, and I think you can't at the end of the day, unless somebody else does it. 
Yeah, yeah they can't go bye bye for one because you know Matchroom needs the WPA. That's that is that is bad news for Matchroom. I'm just saying, if there's a hole, it'll get filled. If there's a market, it'll get filled. That's all I'm saying. If it's a WPA, great. If it's not, I think something else will step up and go in its place. If there's a market, it'll it'll. Who's going to step up into a nonprofit group? Somebody who loves the game. <laughs> well, there's loads of them around that are willing to do it for nothing, isn't there? There you go, us four. Us four. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this I for mean, nothing for too long already. You know, kind of. yeah. Oh, sorry, I got Manscaped. Yeah. Yeah, you got a Manscaped. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like. I mean, they, you guys, they you guys are joking about me. Things being the way you they guys, are, well, you know. You guys are kind of like dogging on me right now, like like I'm like, <laughs> well, it's it's like a joke. It's like a it's like a joke, right? But it's not like like I'm not making, I'm not making millions of dollars doing this podcast. I make like hundreds of dollars doing this podcast, and we're talking like hundreds of dollars like a year. Like there's almost no money in this podcast as far as like. Now I use the I use the platform to make ways in other ways, but I'm making almost no money doing this, and I'm still doing it two and a half years later, almost three years actually. We're coming up on the the we're two months away from our three year anniversary. If you love the game, you're gonna you're you'll do it. You'll you'll do it to promote the game. Somebody out there would do the job, I think. And it, it, if the if the hole was there, I think somebody would step up and do it. Nate will do well, it for another computer. Well, well then it's got to be me, Mike, and uh, Jim because we make a hundred dollars less than you on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly, right? <laughs> we're the only we're the only suckers some... out there. Yeah. I, I have right. to rent. I, Mike... I have to rent out my manscape just to make some money. Yeah. I was gonna say after after I hooked you up, Mike, and got you a lawnmower 4.0 on the way. This is how you this is how you hey, dog on me. I got the cologne. I'm coming down to Chicago. Oh, have oh, you got the smell? Have you got the good smell and stuff as well? I'm still waiting for mine. There you go. Well, you live in the Netherlands. What do you expect? I, mine, my, it's a new day, so and I like that. There, people are gonna have to step up because there's a new standard being put out there and there's going to be expectations and i think everybody across the board is going to have to do better than what they did before you know we said this people, we, we, people are going to get weeded out whether it's we, we said, we, we said this on the, we said this on the last podcast when it came to streamers and stuff like that the bar's going to get risen and if you don't go with it and if you don't get your product and provide a decent product you're going to get left behind and it's everybody's going to have to get better because they're going to be forced into getting better because matchroom are going to force them into it matchroom predator together they're not going to be messing around because they, they, they're, they're investing a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money into this. So they're not going to be taking anybody that's just yeah, hanging on. This is after having a school. year where I'm sure they lost a lot of money with, exactly. with COVID so and everything if else. You, like if that, you want to this, you're gonna, you're, that makes it even even much more impressive. Yeah, nobody's going to get in this. Nobody's going to be getting a freebie out of this. You're going to have to work for it, and you're going to have to be in there if you want to enjoy what's yeah. going to happen in the next four or five years. Yeah. Yep. And, there's over, and the haters order, are still out of the way. The haters, the haters are like tax. You know, the, the bigger you get, the more haters you get. It's the same as tax on your income. If you're paying a lot of tax, it's because you're earning a lot of money as well. So the, the, there's going to be more and more haters because they're going to get bigger and bigger. Simple as that. Well, yep. Well, are we ready to move on from that? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, guess what we get to move on to, boys. Oh. Guess what we get to move on to, boys. We get to move on to a sweet Manscaped ad. We're yeah, going to go thank you. My yeah, look normally, smell like death because I haven't got my stuff Normally. Yet. <laughs> they smell like death. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got some cologne on the way, so that's good. We are going to go into our suite. Here's, here's where I get my dozens of dollars for the show right now. This is going to be great. 
dozens of dollars on a Manscaped head. <laughs> Mike, Mike is so angry about it that he's getting out of here. He's going to go check his mailbox right now to see if he has it waiting for him. So, Mike. <laughs> Always, a Always a pleasure. <laughs> well, here we go. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions. And you can resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsor at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Ooh. That's a that's a statement right there. That is a wow. statement right there. Keep Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men world round who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer to with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and enter in code QITUPPOD and you can get 20% off plus free shipping. And don't and forget to check out the don't forget to check out the testimonial page and the before and afters. You won't want to miss it. Mike's got his up there. He was uh, he got him 15 minutes after he got it. It was straight to his OnlyFans channel and straight to the Manscaped testimonial. OnlyFans only sponsored by Manscaped. Nate's the only fan. My, mine's not plural. Well, maybe if you didn't charge me 150 bucks a month, yeah, maybe you'd have yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> So wow. That's always fun. The cleanest ball drop in history. It's pretty right, good. There you go. That's a strong statement right there. That's well, a strong that's statement. Strong. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Manscaped.com. Cue it up, pod. Let's move on. That was a great ad. Probably the best. Probably the best ever. All right. So let's move on to uh, the Turning Stone. Uh, we were hoping to have Demetrius in for this because Demetrius was at Turning Stone and he competed. He, did pretty good. he played uh, pretty well, I yeah, I think he got into was a uh, was it nine to twelfth, or did he get to seventeenth to twenty fourth? Yeah, yeah, he got somewhere in that area. Um, but uh, you know, Jason Shaw breaks the tie. There was uh, Earl Shane and uh, Jason were all tied at six of them. No, John, Johnny, Johnny Shane Johnny. and Jason. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Shane and Jason. Okay, uh, and Jason breaks the tie. He's got seven on himself now. Good for Jason Crazy, Shaw, yeah. and he did it from behind in a lot of matches. I mean, he was by. I mean, he he literally was behind in his matches a ton and came yeah. back always, finished strong. So he beats Fedor Gorse in the final thirteen to ten. Um, uh, I guess uh, Abdullah Al Yosef, uh, a great tournament for him. I've seen his name around, but I've never seen him yeah. place quite this high. I would he's, say uh, he's set second in Kuwait behind uh, uh, Omar. Omar, yeah. yeah, yeah, great, great tournament for him. And then uh, Meek Eminen, got to give a shout out to him. Go Meek Eminem, fourth place for him. Is that guy Earl playing? Strickland. Dude, he's playing. He's hitting him good. I'm telling you he's what. Playing, like, he's uh, playing really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty And he's exciting to, to watch. Like, his style of play for pool is perfect for TV. Yeah. I mean, he's, and his, he's and super fiery. I, he's he, he likes to hit things a million miles an hour. I remember whenever we had interviewed him um, on the Booth Brothers maybe like a year ago and asking him, you know, do you got another run in you, like another world championship run, or are you just kind of going through the motions? You know, you want to make the Moscone Cup? Boy, his game, I mean, he put his money where his mouth is because he said for sure, and he's just – he's backing it up. In the last, I'd say, nine months, that dude's game has just gone up and up and up. And, I mean, it's a, it's fantastic to go and watch. And he's not sitting there complaining on Facebook. He's out there going and traveling and playing no, events. he hasn't complained and about anything. Well, I mean, he's I'm at saying every like single predator yeah. tournament. He's at every single one of the the smaller events. Like he's he goes, he just plays every weekend. He doesn't complain about anything. I'm just saying, yeah. I see a lot of a lot of people that are you know older going and just 
complain about all oh, well, the politics or this or that or whatever. He just goes out there. He's just playing pool and playing pool strong. And one thing I will say about him, certainly at the, at the turning stone, we talked about it, you know, the players are checking the racks. And uh, one thing you notice with Mika's games, his rack was checked and it, it was accepted every single time. He was never asked to re-rack at once. And that wing ball was wired every single rack for his opponent. Talk about like this afterwards. Yeah, no, talk about honest racking. <laughs> the guy was racking them as well as he possibly could for his opponent. He was never having to rack him again. And that wing ball was just flying in every time. And he still made it to the last three. That's how strong he was playing. That wing ball was wired for his opponent yeah. every single time. And he still made it top three. That's strong play. There, there's a lot of people in the pool. I shouldn't say there's a lot of people. There are people in the pool world that do not like Mika, but it's not because of his it's not because of like his his character on the table. It's you know, it, he's a fiery player series. and he likes to get he gets hyped up. I he mean, I, you pool. can't he hear a bad word pool. about his character. No, he just wants to play pool the way pool's supposed to be played. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's awesome. It's uh it's good to see. And here, lucky for you guys, because this was announced in the last week. We're bringing Mika to Wisconsin to play in this matchup, and it's going to be Mika Eminent versus Darren Appleton, who also is getting his game back to a really strong level. This is going to be a pretty. This is going to be a pretty awesome one. And if that wasn't, what are you thinking about that, Mike? If if that wasn't enough, Batman and Robin are going to be doing the commentary together as well. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, there's reason to go and tune in right there. Um, No, you know Darren's game is is. A lot the same when it like you know similar to me because as far as being coming back you know we saw you know darren go and make the finals with carl uh of the world cup of pool you know i know it just seems like mika right now as and i've and i've seen it too many times in my in my wallet has been affected by how good he's been playing because i've been betting against him too many times um mika's game is strong really strong right now and if Darren's going to want to continue to go and compete at a top level, then I think this is going to be a great gauge. You know, two years ago, I wouldn't have cared about this match at all. Today, no. I'm super excited to go and see these guys go and play. And they're not letting, you know, these young Europeans or, or young guys on the scene go and just let them go and take their spot. You know, they're still fighting to go and have a strong name in pool, you know. And pool's a lot better. Realistically, pool's a lot better when they're involved. Yeah, and Darren, Darren looked really Darren looked really sharp at the last GB nine. That was that he was he was hitting the ball really yep. really well. And I think that the second set they're going to play is going to be a fan's choice, uh, whether it's eight ball yep. or straight ball. Here's an yep. open so here's, offer. Uh, go ahead. Here's an open offer to you. If it's eight ball, I'll take Darren Appleton for any money anybody wants. Shocking, shocking. <laughs> uh, yeah, the guys are playing right, English eight ball. Yeah, as you can see here, here are the details for it. Uh, I am going to be running this event in Madison uh, from start to finish. We're going to have group clinics. Uh, we say the 4th, but really it's going to be about the February 1st through the 4th. Uh, we're going to be having clinics with those two. So you can reach out to me if you would like to get involved with those clinics. Uh, we're On February 5th, they're going to be playing a race to 30-10 ball. Uh, as you can see down at the bottom, we have a decent amount of sponsors so far. we got to add a couple more onto there. But uh, if you out there are interested in sponsoring this event, and getting your logo not only on the poster, but on the stream and during all the marketing. Please reach out to me. We are looking for sponsors. Uh, the players are not charging the pool hall uh, anything to come in. They're, they're coming in, and we're just going to try to raise them as much money as we can. So we're, we'd love to have, you know, cues or, uh, you know, 
even tips. I know Tiger's uh, sponsoring a bunch of tips we're going to give away. Uh, if you would like to basically sponsor anything for the event, get your logo up there. We're going to use it to raise money for these players. Hopefully, they'll make some money while we're here and, you know, have a lot of fun with it. And then on February 6th, they're going to be doing a fan's choice race to 314.1, or they're going to be playing the race to 38 ball. That's uh, really that's great race, just... man. I mean, yeah. So Mika's we're going to a hell of a world of a straight pool player, and so is Darren. Yep. 300 is a good number. Yeah, that's strong. Yep. So we figured we were uh, the day before, we're going to actually let the fans decide who are watching the stream and the people who are there in person. The in person people are going to get a little bit more of a, of a, I guess, um, an influence. But, you know, if you're watching at home and you want one, you want to see one of those two, put your, put your vote in. We'll have a couple of votes out there. So uh, we'll see who actually wins and they're going to play whatever you guys want them, whatever you want, uh, whatever you guys want to see. So should be good. I hope that uh, I, yeah, like I, I, I said, hope it's eight ball. I hope it's eight ball. We don't we don't get to see anymore. We don't really get to see these these top guys playing off eight ball anymore. I'd really like to see, a, a, see a, a, play a fourteen point one either. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> right? You still you still get. I mean, you, you've got this the legends of uh, pool doing the. I'll give you eight ball, and I'll take Mika in the other two. How about that, Jim? Sorry, I'll take Mika in the ten ball and the fourteen one, and you can have Darren in the eight ball. Ooh. Ten ball, Darren. Ooh, ten, Darren's never had much of a break. Oh, don't start. You're going to have to give me some sort of weight on the 10. Oh, sure. man, here we go. You move too good, Telfer. <laughs> we can talk about it. We can talk yes. about it. I'll make sure you got something to sweat. I'll make sure you got something to sweat. Jesus, listen to you two just bark back and forth like you're married. Jeez. Yeah. Well, well, you're just, we you're just pissed off because you're not involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do something friendly. Well, I, I don't think that I don't think there's a bet to be had except in the ten ball. I think uh, I think Meek is like such a good fourteen point one player. I think he's a big favorite. And I think uh, the, like you that Darren Apple. Oh, stop you tell it. me. You tell me well, Darren Apple can play fourteen point one. Well, are you, you going to tell me Bear, that? Are you going to tell me that Meek Eminem can't play? close to beating Filler in, in big table ten ball. Didn't he Darren won two hundred out semi final and two hundred out final of the fourteen one World Championships. Two hundred out. Are you going to tell me that Meek Eminem can't play ball, Jim? He can't play straight pool. Come on. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that Meek Eminem can't play eight ball? I'm going to say, I'll take my chances when Meek playing eight ball. I like, I like my chances in the 14-1 and 10 ball. I mean, Meek Eminem is a lot of money betting against Mika playing 10 ball. I don't care what event it is. But, you know, <laughs> you name the event, I've lost a lot of money betting on the other guy on the other side of Meek Eminem in the last like, nine uh, months. My, my, my opinion, my opinion, everybody in top form, nobody touches Darren Appleton eight ball. Simple as that. Best eight ball player that, that there's ever been. No. Simple as yeah, Probably. On the on, on the big on the nine foot. On on the American nine foot, he's the best eight ball player. There's been there's better on the in the English eight ball, but not not on the, the, the American. Yeah. Well, regardless, we're gonna get to watch it. It's gonna be streamed for free from the queue it up podcast page. Although if you're in the Madison area or even in the Wisconsin, please show up to it. because uh, like if this goes well, if this goes well, I'm gonna be able to bring a lot more players in to do stuff like this when they're on their way to different events, you know, I can have them swing through Madison and I can, I can, you know, I can get a lot of really awesome matchups, a yeah. lot of really cool players, but it's, it's players, not going to happen unless we can get it supported. So they try to, to show up, buy some dinner, buy a couple drinks, have yeah. some fun. They, they need to be compensated for having to be around Nate, you know, for those few days. It's not so, easy. We, we, no, we do it. We, no, no. we do it on a virtual basis and we struggle with it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Mike's gone. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to finish up here for the rest of the show.
Oh, man. <laughs> how, fun, how funny would it be if you try, how funny would it have been if you tried to bring us back and we weren't there anymore? I can't do nothing because yeah, the guys has got it. all the controls. <laughs> so I can't even go and, and, and fight back. Next next time he, next time he does that next time he does that to me I'm just walking away so when he puts it back on there's a blank screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. No, I think that all right. So let's um. And actually, I see uh, Thomas Van Thomas Van Ecken. You said he's he wants to potentially be a sponsor for the event, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Thomas, reach out to me. I'll reach out to you. We'll uh we'll get you out. We'll get you hooked up if you want to be a part of it. That that'll be fun. All right. Uh, I guess lastly, let's talk about the um. The Iron Wait, City Billiards. Whoa. What? Real Go quick on. though, you know, I, I was really impressed with the way Jason went and played. Just to kind of, we, we didn't really get to go and respond to it, but I really like oh, the way yeah, Jason yeah, played. Have, yeah. I mean, he was he was just super strong. Feder too, you know. I, I wish they would have gotten the chance for a third because Feder won that first set uh, pretty convincingly and with ease, uh, and was in you know in prime form. I think he was up nine to three uh, in that final. So. Um, there was a big moment in the match, I think, where a nine ball was hanging in the bottom left. Yeah, and Jason uh, cut the three against it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I, I messaged Dom and I said, That was a big swing. And he comes back to me, What do you mean big swing? It's nine to five. And I said, Just watch. It's a big, yeah. that was a big swing. And sure enough, I think by the next time Federer had gotten back to the table, uh, it was like tied up at nine nine or something, somewhere around there. Jason so, got it to ten nine. Yeah. Ten nine. There you go. Yeah. Sarah Schmidt said so, it was nine to three. Yeah, said it so, was nine to three when that happened. Yeah, Jason showed a lot of heart, man, and he he was playing he was playing like he did in the Moscone Cup. You know, really yeah. just had a, a killer instinct about him. And on, on the side of Feder, you know, I'm I think he's going to be due for a really you know breakout year. And I'm not stepping out on any ledge by going and saying it because the kid's phenomenal. Um, but I think he's got a chip on his shoulder not being picked for that Moscone Cup, and he wants to go and show that. He belongs on that stage, and he started off really, really strong. Yeah, and it and it and it doesn't matter what the rules are. Don't leave him a jump shoe, a jump shot. He'll take a rack you. He'll yeah. take a rack you, and you'll nail it. That kid jumps like nobody I've ever seen in my life. That's what I mean, some of those rules are just outdated, man. Like you yeah, can't I have a jump cue. I mean, yeah, I know. Well, what's the point? Yeah, that's like turning around and saying, okay, you're not allowed to use a new driver. You've got to use a driver from the 1990s if you're playing golf. No like, carbon why? fibers next to that. Yeah. Next yeah. one's no carbon right. fiber shaft. Yeah. <laughs> it's jump or jump. I don't the, only, get it. The, the only rule I would consider with jumping is, you know, it's not a mate. It's not about your equipment or whatever that. It's you know, if you hook yourself, you're not allowed to jump. You can only jump for your opponent hooks you or something like that. Maybe maybe a rule like that if they really want. I actually like that rule. Gym. Gym. And I think yeah, it was they're getting so good at it. That. They're getting so good at it. They're not getting punished for playing a bad shot. Right. You know? Yeah, but now the silly, now the silliness of like sales, and it's still it's still a, a hanger for a lot of them. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Okay, I ninety five percent of my game is based around jumping because I suck but at you playing positions. Position. But what position is just what I will say. What I the position is optional in my game. <laughs> but like, we're, we get to the point where like. This is the stuff that Matchroom is trying to avoid, right? I mean, all these silly little nuances and the rules and that, like, how do you explain that to? I get it. Uh, I mean, how do you I explain that to a casual viewer? Yeah. And it's I like, didn't say it had you know, to be a rule. I said it's a, it's it's a rule that you know I would consider if of a, rather than I like it in a, I can like it in a gambling match. In a gambling match, I'm okay with it as as a generic. Hey, but one of that the would be of the year. No. that would be exciting for for television, though. I mean, it really yeah. would. You know, if a pony, if Once a guy goes, and, if oh well, yeah, but I mean, if a guy goes and hooks himself, oh no, he can't go for the jump cue, you know. Yeah, but what the, what, the, what the what the TV producers want and what Matchroom want is them to be getting out their jump cue as many times as possible. 
you know, because they want to see them. Don't take it away from them. Don't take it away from them. Anyway, Jason, Jason played really, really fantastic. I and he was behind a lot. He was down five nil to Strickland in a race to nine. He was down five nil to uh, Al Yusuf in a race to nine. Like you said, he, he got he got pretty comprehensively beat by um, by Fedor. Well, we can't just we can't just overlook Mike's that Jim, because you. for every for every hater out there that said Matchroom was putting on Earl for TV while I, while this guy was saying the guy can still yeah. the guy can still go and play yeah. nine ball pool with anyone. He was crushing Jason. I mean, yeah. just he, he he had he had he was suffocating. He was he was down like five to zero or six to zero or something like that. Five zero, and guy, then five zero in a dry break, and it just turned. It just he turned. He played yeah. nine ball pool with anybody yeah. on earth. The guy still can. Yeah. It would have been if if he could if he'd have come to the Moscone and he'd got and he'd played and he played the way he did at Turning Stone. It would have been a joy to watch him. That's the Earl Strickland you want to see. And I loved watching it, you know. Well, and he, if he goes and travels, he'll we'll get a chance at it again, yeah, Jim, because I, I really so. do Why think not? he can play great nine ball pool with anybody. Why not? You know it. Yeah. But there was there was there was a point in that match in that final where Jason he he, he Feder got Feder got hooked or something like that, or, or and Jason won a rack back and then he went to break. And I'd like to speak I'd love to speak to Jason about it because it looked like he was frustrated and he felt like the match had gone. You know, he got pretty comprehensively beat by Feder because uh, Feder was breaking fantastic, and he was hitting them He's pretty soft. That one. Yeah, and he was hitting them pretty soft. He was hitting them a lot softer than a lot of others, but he had that wing ball down. You know, every single time the rest were kind of banking on a on a stray ball or the or the, or the one, um, and it looked like he was doing that again. And Jason went up and he broke like it was a ten ball break, and he popped he popped the white and stopped the white in the middle of the table. Oh. He was and balls it. flew in everywhere, and it's yeah. like he'd been the, he'd been playing the cup break the whole tournament, and then he just went up and rammed it like a ten ball break, popped the white in the middle. What of the do table. you got to lose? You're down like nine That's to three it. at that point. Like, I'd like to know. Well. Was, I'd, I'd like to know from Jason whether that was actually a calculated decision or whether it was just frustration the first time that he did it, because balls flew in everywhere. He ran the rack. He went and he did it for the rest of the match, and Fedor never got another look in. I, he scratched I once, and scratched once doing it, and then it was just fucking. It was sorry. It was just. It was lights out, pulley played. He didn't miss a ball. It was amazing. It was fantastic to see. That's <laughs> the only time I've stayed awake that late. And I'm, I'm watching it. And I'm like, Jesus, this is amazing. This guy is just ramming the ball. What did he? And, I would guess it was that it was you know nothing. He wasn't getting any rolls. Might as yeah, well go and change it up because it it wasn't working. I'm just gonna go and muscle it. And Jason's got a ton of power. Yeah. You know? Everybody's cut breaking, cut breaking, trying to make that wing ball. He's walked up there and he smashed it like a ten ball break, and balls have just gone in everywhere. <laughs> and Fedor, I think he's got a it. good, he's got a good pulse on when to go and adjust. Because there's plenty yeah. of guys who will say, "I'm going to stick the course. This is what I, what I thought. I figured out what's worked, and I'm going to go down with the ship." And other guys, they just start, you know, scrambling really fast early on in the match. Well, they'll start changing things if it didn't work the first time. And yeah. I think he's got a pretty good balance. And I mean, once Jason he caught a gear, that's feel for that. But that's it. But when when you're yeah. playing that cut break, the chances are you're going to lose that white. You saw you saw a lot of them. They were they were ending up. They were scratching in the top right hand to corner pocket because they were having to or screw it in off the pack. The side. Yeah, because of the side on it. Now Jason's found a break. Federal's going to be sitting in his seat saying, "Hold on a minute." Jason's found a break here where the white's not moving. He's not going to scratch. He's not going to lose his white. He's stopping the rock in the middle of the table. And it just, he was on the one every single time. And it was just, it was almost guaranteed that he was out. If he saw, had a shot on the one, it was guaranteed he was out because he was playing six six ball, seven ball most of the time because <laughs> balls are flying yeah. in everywhere. 
And it was just rack after rack. He ran a five-pack, then he scratched. Federer got one back. And then Jason got back to the table and ran the set out. It was like, wow, crazy. Yeah. Federer had his chance, though. Jason Federer had, had a shot. He had a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that, that combination he played where he left the nine for Jason over the, over the corner was a turning point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big turning point. Yep. But great tournament. I, I've always enjoyed the Turning Stone. It's one of the tournaments that I really, I, I, I make sure that I've got time to, to watch it and I can stay up a little bit later and watch it. I, I like I like the way it's set up with the two rows of tables and you've got audience in the middle that can watch both sides and you've got the, 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 the stadium on the side. They've got the uh, the MC that goes around and announces all the players at the start of every set of matches. Live score is great too, they do. The, the stream, yeah, yeah Upstate Al's stream is really good. They're, they're entertaining the commentary. I just... I, Digital, I, I, I love that. I, don't know. I was having a lot of problems with that with that web with that website over the weekend. I'm trying to refresh and refresh, and the live oh, score didn't work. Was... No, 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 on digital pool. Oh, I was digital going pool. back to. I, yeah, when I was going back. I was going back to the website, like from the bracket from the live scoring side to the bracket side to go and check out live scoring, and then it wasn't it was even. Very like, slow. I mean, it was just. Yeah. It was just. You know, wasn't even uploaded. Yeah, yeah. It was, but um, I was. I, really I wasn't having any problems at all with it. Have I? Have either of you ever been to the Turning Stone? No, I don't think I'd be allowed. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to know what the rest right. of the resort is like because that's a, that's a tournament that I would go to the states to play in, and being as how I'd probably go to and out anyway. Well, not not the field that was there this year because it, it was in the first few rounds. It was pretty it's pretty weak. Pretty There's a lot of dead money from what I yeah, saw. There, there, but that there was, was some there, great. Mora looked strong at times, and you know Yusuf there, there, there was there, there was, there was one much. There was a, there was one quarter there where a where a six sixty ended up getting to the last eight kind of thing you know on the winner's side, yeah. uh, and he was the highest ranked Fargo on that quarter you know so it's but okay it is what it is. What You're are you trying to say, Jim? That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> it shouldn't be you know. But um, I'd love to know what the rest of it's like, what the resort is like, what the you know because uh, that's that's a tournament I would I would really consider going to. I've always enjoyed watching that tournament. I think it's a great setup we've got there. Yeah. And they like I the rules as well. Yeah. So All right. Well, why don't we move Jason? on? I, well yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, move on. I guess to the last topics. We're running out of time for the show. Uh, the Iron City. Uh, your boy. Your boy, Mike. Tony Choan. Is this the? Man. I've been I think saying this is the it. First, he can play I mean, rotation. I think this is, Who? This isn't. He the, can I mean, play it's not the toughest. Well, to be fair, it's not the toughest field that could have been possible given no, Turning no. Stone, but. But there are players in here. There are he's not beating scrubs. He's beating players. And is this is this the first? This is the first time I'm, I remember ever seeing him win a nine ball tournament this tough. Uh, have you uh -oh. seen anything? I mean, sorry, my daughter's my, my daughter's on tilt over there in the next room. Is it, is um, that, uh, was that Earl? Is that Earl in the background <laughs> there? Um, no, I mean Tony can go and get there with anybody. I don't care if it's bar table or it's big table. He'll do it all with one cue. You know, he's going to go and break with it. He's going to go and shoot with it. It's an old school uh, Southwest. Um, but, yeah, no. And when Tony plays rotation, it's really a sight to go and see. You know, I've seen him go and beat, you know, Jeff DeLuna in, in a rotation tournament or nine ball tournament, rather. I've seen him go and beat, you know, James Aranis, um, you know, whenever he was playing full time. Uh, Tony is a very underrated American. If – if he thought it was worth it for him to go and and it, and it made more sense financially, I think he would be at every major and play more rotation events. Um, Tony's a, a no nonsense kind of guy. I would love to go and see him, you know, 
play nine ball pool, play rotation pool more full time. As much as I love him playing one pocket, and I do, um, and I don't want to see him stop playing one pocket. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a phenomenal player, and it was a pretty it was a decent it was a decent field, you know. I mean I know there was turning stone, but still. Yeah, there's still good players in it. I mean, uh, uh, we can go back and we can, you know, Sky Woodward gets uh, third place. Josh Roberts is in there for uh, second place. Uh, I mean, it's Josh it's almost swept the whole Manny event. I was in there. He, uh, yeah, Josh won the one ball, one pocket. He wins the one pocket and is in the finals of the nine ball. You know, I wonder if he's happy that Dennis is is gone back home. You know, he's he's playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Josh was playing some phenomenal pool, and he's another another one of those guys where I wish he would go and play more, you know, big table events. Yeah, he's a player. Know? He's a player who could easily, easily make the Moscone Cup team. I mean, Josh Roberts is he's you can't make a top ten list of the U.S. players without him at, at least arguably being on, you know, seven to ten. I mean, he's he's there. He can play. Some you got to really change cultures pool. though. Like these guys just can't go from complaining about the way things are. They got to just go out there and play pool like the Europeans do. You know, and be just part of making, uh, yeah. Be part of making it better. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Get in sure. that car with three other people that are ten times the size of the car and just drive around. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, Josh is a machine. Um, Tony's got a lot of a lot of tricks up his sleeve and can go and win a lot of different ways. And he's exciting to go and watch when it comes to rotation because he still sees the table, you know, very uniquely. Um, yeah. I would love to see those guys go and make a run at the Moscone Cup, you know, and I think they would have a legitimate shot at going and making it. Both of both of those guys, you know, I think would have a legitimate shot at, at making that team. But they got to go out there and play and compete. And, Absolutely. Um, and they can, man. I know they can. But, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of Tony because there's been a lot of times where Tony, like, he looks like he's going to get there and then he falls up short. And last night when I was watching, Josh was steamrolling him in the nine ball, and I went to bed thinking – all right, Josh is going to go and win the second set. Um, and then I wake up to the news that Tony ended up winning it, which is just fantastic. So he didn't – one thing about him is that he can kind of get down in his own head. You know, he can check out. And if Josh ended up winning that first set, which I think he did, um, then that means that Tony just got his stuff together and fought like hell that, that second set. And it makes me even more uh, proud of the guy because I know he's got it. Definitely. And uh, we got to talk about the women, too, because, uh, of course, the ladies had their nine-ball division. Uh, again, the brackets aren't updated, uh, but if I'm not mistaken, Monica Webb wins. Am I right there? Did you watch I, it? I, I, I don't know. I watched a little bit of it um, whenever Ray had finally decided to go Facebook Live, which I don't know why it wasn't done sooner. You know, when you got multiple tables, like some of these guys just got to figure out a way to make it happen, man, you know? You can't just do it because you oh. don't want to do it or you don't want to put in the work. Like if you have the ability to go and stream multiple tables, you need to be doing it now, you know? And yeah. I know at the end of it, they finally decided to go Facebook live. It's one o'clock in the morning on in central time. Whenever you do that, you know, why, why couldn't that happen throughout the event then? Like, why was that arbitrary time gone and picked where now we're going to decide to go and do it? I think it's ridiculous. Um, and we said it earlier about guys need to go and step up their game. You know, um, the women deserve their their shot too. If, if they're playing in an event, I know Monica won the hot seat last night. Seen, uh, I think Kaylee had beaten April, but I didn't see the final. It was it was real late. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm going through I'm going through right now for it, and 
it looks like there's some sort of controversy that happened at the end because I see Kaylee, I see Kaylee make the last nine ball, and then I don't see another game of pool being played. So that's weird. I, 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 I guess this is on me. I should have done the research ahead of time to know what it was, but uh, uh, well, they should have it. I would. They should. How how hard is it to update certainly... brackets? How hard is it to go and make and make updated posts to go and promote the players who want it? Not exactly. why, why, is, why, why is it not been on Facebook? Congratulations too. Why? Why, Jim? Well, it, me, makes, it, exact, makes, this, it makes no sense to me. This is the exact stuff we talk about, right? Isn't this exactly what we it's, talk about? Like, You know what it is? It's half-ass work. You took the words out of my mouth. You took the words out of my mouth. I'm going to cut it in the future, so keep doing what you're doing, and we'll and bye-bye. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not that hard. I mean, I, I, I've done this stuff before. Like, I, I, I have. Like, when I was doing the VG events, like, like Jim, you were involved with me. I make a post at the end of it every single time. Everybody knows exactly what happened during the day. Everybody knows exactly what was coming up the next day. And it sucks when you're done streaming an event. Like, there's nothing you want to do more than just, like, go that to was, bed or get a or whatever. You can't effort when you want some money and you want people to go and buy into yeah, it and just, then not follow through finish. at the end of it. But that was, that was the last conversation we had every single day. Who's going to make the post to put the results and the scores, update the graphics? Who's doing that before they go to bed or who's doing that before tomorrow morning? That was the last conversation we had every single day. Who's making the it post sucks. to announce tomorrow and to give the results but of the day? But it's got to be done. And it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Just not do it. I mean. And, you know, we're passing the buck eventually, but it doesn't matter. It's like. You just just picture like the NFL just not finishing a game or telling it like they like ten minutes left in the game. Let's just cut it off. You know, like we're we're done. We're done updating everything. We're just you know we'll let you guys all just go off and have fun with it. It's just, it's just yeah. And and I like Corey's comment there. He says thirty bucks was worth it for the one pocket loan. I agree. I do. The stream but is good. But but yeah it's, yeah. But you still got to go and, and follow through and just on that side. The men's like, or the women's are not done. Neither Half one of them are completed. Well, right. if you're gonna go, if, if you're gonna decide to go Facebook Live, I, well, I mean, if you're gonna decide to finally show multiple tables at the end of an event, why couldn't that decision be made from the beginning? Mm-hmm. You know, why was it? Why was it that only? Okay, now I'm gonna let the fans go and watch it, but before I'm not gonna go and let the fans watch it. No, that 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 doesn't make any sense to me at all. And then to finally put it on at one o'clock in the morning when everybody's given up and gone to bed. Because that makes sense, Jim, right? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. You you would have much more people going and watching it if they were able to see their fight throughout the event. If you saw the ladies' event from start to finish and you saw those women go, and even if it's just one table out of the ladies, at least. Then you're invested in the tournament. Yeah. As a fan, you're invested in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. But you only decide on Sunday night when everything's over with and people are already in bed that, yeah, now I'm going to go and do it. I don't understand. No. You know? I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never understand yeah. it. But, I mean, it is it is what it is. The The women's and the men is not updated. Um, we know what happened in the men's and the women's. Um, I mean, Monica we Webb. Know. I mean, Monica Webb held, held the chair, so she would have had to have gotten beaten, beaten twice. But when I'm watching the video, the last thing I see is Kaylee McIntosh run out of rack and then nothing happens. I mean, maybe they're talking about it on commentary. I don't know. But it just it's just it's just it's just one post. You know, that's all it takes. Just congratulations to our winners. You know, thank you to the sponsors that made it happen. Done. It takes 15 minutes at the most. It's just it was a big money added event. So I think, I mean, you know, 
huge shout out to Iron City and what they did. And they had effort there. They had a bunch of really, you know, top shelf F- players. After he gets going, fifth going place in the one pocket, that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he he showed he still's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of fight there, you know, because I think he gave. There was a couple of names, and I have to go back and check the bracket. But there was a couple of names that I was surprised he got there, you know, because last time I seen Efren, I didn't, he wasn't getting there, you know. So uh, that was huge. Yeah. But a lot of these Americans, I mean, you know, they're still skipping a big table, bar, you know, nine ball event to go and play bar table. You know, that part's a little frustrating, but. Yeah. Well. Uh, and I guess we could give a pass. The pool action TV did make a post about uh, Josh Roberts, but they didn't make anything about the women's. So I don't know. Doesn't seem like it's that hard. No. No. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it said it's a bad timing of the event. Yeah. I'm not sure whose fault that is to, to overlap it with the with the turning stone, but yeah. Yeah. So. I know. I guess that's uh, that. Pretty much wraps anything up. Is there anything else either you guys wanted to discuss before we get out of here? No, it's gonna be a great month to pull. Uh, Predator events coming up. Derby City's coming up. Um, yeah, yep. twenty two is gonna be gonna be massive, man. I'm super excited. And we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait long for the till the start of this matchroom uh, calendar as well. So things are happening thick and fast. We're gonna have plenty to talk about. That's for sure. Yep. Derby City starts in two weeks. The uh, the the Predator event in Tucson is starting. Uh, is it Wednesday? Wednesday this week? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Wednesday this week, and uh, you know I'm I'm ready for some Predator, uh, some tour stuff. I mean, I, I miss that Predator ten ball. So I I don't care about the race to four. I think it's exciting. I love it. So are you guys going I'm to Derby for that this week? I still haven't. Mike will be there. I mean, if, it, There's too much if, action. If I'm gonna, for Mike not to be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Well, if I'm gonna go. I'll, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and actually play. I'm gonna play the probably the banks and the the nine ball if I'm gonna go. But um, I I just I need to decide if I want to play or not. Yeah, might... Go and get your go and get your passes if you're not going to go and get your passes from Stats. They've got a good deal on that they, they had during the the turning stone where you get the the whole of the international playback of the international as well. Yeah. yeah. For your for seventy nine dollars or whatever. So. Uh, it's a lot of it cool really is a good deal. Money. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good deal. So I would, uh, I might even do that myself. And I don't buy many of those streams because I'm never awake at that time of the day. But uh, You're just nitty, just say it. You're I just, just admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right then. All right, let's wrap it up. I got to run to the post office still. The thing is, the thing is, I'm going, I'm going to have a newborn baby around, uh, uh, coming up within any time oh, now. So I'm going to have a. Buddy. I'm I'm going to have a lot of nights where I'm actually awake all night, so it'll be good if I've got some pool to watch this time while I'm sitting there. Well, there you go. I'll sit there with the baby watching pool. Why not? Might as well. Been there many times. Start him, yeah, I've been start there him once. young. Yeah. Start him young. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Jim. Seriously. Well, we'll see. Congratulations, buddy. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you. Yeah. We'll see. Next podcast, I might have a little partner with me here. Yeah. How much fun would that be? That'd be we'll pretty see. cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're going to get tuning out then. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for everybody who shared the stream. Uh, thank you for all the people who gave stars. Meek Eminen, uh, Eves, I'm not sure if I missed any. I, I think I may have missed some along the way, but Eves is always there giving stars. Oh, uh, John Leandro, uh, three minutes ago, gave some stars. So thank you very much, John, uh, and everybody else. Uh, you know, this is for you guys. We love we love doing what we're doing. And we'll be back next week, yeah? Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. All right.
Nice. Thanks a lot. All right. See you soon. Yep. Take See care, you, everyone. Bye.